0: All right, welcome back to Rebel Soul Radio. I'm so excited for this episode. It is definitely a more vulnerable episode. Something that um, I know a lot of people have been wondering. So I'm really excited to share. This episode is lessons I learned as a redhead. And if you came here to find out that. If I really dyed my hair to be more like ExoGingy or to be like the mentor that I hired, ExoGingy, sorry to let you down, but fuck no. (laughs) There's nothing against her, but that's not my vibe. And it's really hilarious that people um, have asked me that question or made that assumption. And it's really hilarious. So if you came here to find out if I went red because I was working with ExoGingy, I didn't. And LOL. (laughs) but I wanted to share this story because I think that it's such a great teachable moment for entrepreneurship. You know, this was a time in my life I loved so much. I loved being red, but it brought up so much anxiety for me because honestly, I could not handle the fear of fading. The color was so deep red. I was so afraid that it was going to fade anytime I washed my hair. So I was spending a lot of time and money and energy on maintenance and it just became unsustainable. So that's an amazing teachable moment around like what are we putting energy into our businesses because we ultimately love the way that it looks or the way that it might feel, but in the long term, it's not sustainable. Are we still committing to that? Are we allowing ourselves to go back to a painful, through a painful process of undoing it and coming back to an original idea or whatever? So I don't find that I deeply regret being a redhead, but I definitely find that I deeply regret being a redhead because it damaged my hair and yeah, so what I'm going to share in this episode is lessons I learned as I was going from icy platinum blonde to deep dark red hair about this time last year. So let's discuss. The first thing that I learned was, holy fuck, did I have a good girl persona that I brought to the table as a blonde. A lot of people told me and Kind of projected onto me that the lighter your hair, the more love and light you bring to the situation. <laughs> but also, I had to really come to the acceptance that people might not like who I am or agree or whatever, and that doesn't mean that I'm bad. And that red, that red, okay, so let me give you guys a little bit of a backstory. At this time in my personal life, I was just going through so much um, self-discovery and self-acceptance that there were parts of myself I had noticed that I had been repressing and shoving down most of my life. And the red was like a bold move that I wanted to make so that because I didn't even want to see myself in the mirror as blonde I was like grossed out by myself that I would suppress and I was definitely judging myself and shaming myself but at the same time um like I also loved the idea of the red being there to help me kind of Step into this embodiment because I looked different, I could feel different, right? And that helped me cut the shame and transmute the shame, right? So it helped me view myself more courageously, more boldly. It really helped me set down this brick, this weight of good girl persona and the pressure of always being perfect as a blonde. Um, I know that there are a lot of other hair colors that there, anybody could feel the pressure to be perfect, but there's something about that for me that came with my hair. Um, and I know that it stems from childhood and it was so crazy. And like, I know probably some of you guys are like, who is this bitch getting so deep about her hair color? (laughs) But the truth is, is that this takes me to like my second lesson is that I learned a lot about my self-worth. I carry a ton of self-worth and confidence in how my hair looks, and there are a lot of days after starting the process of going back blonde where I did not want to show up because I didn't feel good about the way that I looked. I didn't like how I looked on camera. I thought I looked trashy. I was judging myself so much. Um, And I really felt very uncomfortable. Very, very uncomfortable. I had to really let go of that um, and humble myself to just keep showing up and letting go of, of the fact that, you know, what if other people judge me kind of thing? What if I'm right? What if those negative thoughts are right? What if people are saying those things? What if I do look trashy, you know? um and i had to really 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 work on that because it does not matter <laughs> you know it does not matter so then the third thing well i realized too that like hair is hair right like i carried a lot of self worth um around my hair and a lot of that stems back to my childhood and some things that had happened as um, I was a child when I was a child and just more layers to that more layers so another thing is is like if you think you're done with healing work if you think you're done with embodiment work you're sadly mistaken like there are always I've done a lot of fucking work and there's seasons where I don't go as deep where I'm in the integration but there are seasons when I'm really fucking in it and this was a season where I was really fucking in it where I was crying a lot. I was processing a lot. I went through a lot in therapy. I went through a lot with Kevin. We have always come out stronger and better, but like the work is never done. And if we're in the facade that we've arrived or we don't need to do embodiment anymore, then like we're wrong. And it's kind of going to become a rude awakening, unfortunately. And so I knew you know i had been avoiding this piece of my own self um discovery for decades and i was like okay i think i'm ready i have the support i have an amazing husband i have the courage it's fucking time but i needed to go read to be able to move through that those self worth things because a lot of it was like a fear of abandonment if I show up as who I really am are people going to love me uh am I going to be accepted if I show up as this like rebel in a lot of different ways are people going to actually um stick around and that was a real fear that I had so The other piece for me too is like, this is a lot of shadow integration. Like the red hair really helped me integrate these shadow parts of me and embody this, like um, a little more like rebel soul vibes. Like it was definitely a rebel moment for sure. Um, I learned that it's okay to put effort into how things look, you know, I, I found myself Like I mentioned earlier, like there was so much maintenance that went into it, but it also gave me a lot of, um, I I took a lot of pride in how I looked when I was a redhead because I put a lot of effort into it and I noticed like I didn't do that as much when I was blonde because like I could go a week without my hair being washed and no one could tell or I could just toss it up in a bun or, you know, like people wouldn't really notice and, um... I couldn't do that as much as a redhead because uh, I needed to wash my hair. Um, Yeah. I don't know. It was just different. I don't feel like I could do that as a redhead. Like, you know, dry shampoo doesn't, it didn't, it didn't work as well for me. So anyways, I decided like, it's okay to put effort into how things look. I did, I got my nails done more like funkily. I started doing like nail art and different things. And that led me to like, you can play with your brand. And that was the fourth lesson I learned. Like we're always going to be on this path of inner work and self-discovery and, um, expansion and on that path like what if you challenge yourself to play with how you dress or explore your style i did a lot of that i was exploring like high heels and different textured um fabrics and my body and my hair i got more tattoos like and that gets to be a part of your brand and i really learned how to Like, embody this and integrate the rebel soul um, during this time in my life. And it was just really fucking powerful. And that also came um, some really big bumps in the road of, like, I noticed I stopped celebrating myself because it was making a lot of other people uncomfortable. And I think I've talked about this just a a little bit. But... um, You know, I found myself, I talked about this in previous episodes, but I found myself um, dimming my own light to make other people comfortable through um, not celebrating myself. So I found that the key to brand embodiment is like celebrating yourself, all of yourself, the things that make you you your authenticity, what you like, your style, your opinion, your thoughts, your vision, your message, and everything about you. Celebrating it, not just your wins and your successes, but celebrating what makes you you is the key to brand embodiment. And I think that people get lost in the technicality of all that. But honestly, if you're in the energy of expression and celebration, You're in the energy of embodiment. It's really powerful. This was what um, helped me accept myself on a whole new level faster. And I found safer spaces to celebrate. So if you find that your celebration or you taking up space or you being big activates people into a disempowered state or triggers them into a disempowered state, then find safe spaces to celebrate yourself. So to take back my power, I would celebrate with my one of my best friends or I'd celebrate with my coach when or I'd celebrate with my mastermind. And I would also make it clear that, like, I'm on a journey to being more celebratory and, um, yeah, so that people weren't thinking out. It's not that I really needed to explain myself, but I made that very clear. I won't apologize for being celebratory because I'm on a journey and this is part of the work. But the other piece of this is the sixth lesson. Sometimes going on a journey of self-discovery is so healthy and it's also very scary because sometimes it means that you have to let go of things that you've always known Um, I had been working with the same mentor for a really long time and I had made the decision to kind of pull back because I found myself in this like echo chamber and I wanted so badly to discover who I am and what I stand for and not get caught up in the duplication process that is easy to get caught in with network marketing. Um... And that's where I come from. So Rebel Soul was born from a network marketing. Like I came from network marketing. That's where I started. So taking that space had nothing to do with her and everything to do with me. And then some. And then I remember like rekindling with her and being so afraid to reintroduce myself in a way. <laughs> um, but I remember she was just so excited to like meet for coffee and connect and like Um, and just hear like what had been going on in my life, like for the last, you know, five, four, five, six months. And it was like, we never left. And it just kind of showed me like we never departed. And it just, and I mean, like six months isn't that big of a deal, but like, it does feel very scary when you go on a self discovery journey. Um, it can be very healing and it can also be very scary to like, Because you changed and you don't know if those people are going to resonate or if you're going to connect or click the way you did. But it's so needed because what's most important is that you're true to yourself. And what I found through that process is like the people who really love you and want the best for you aren't going to go anywhere. The people who really love and accept you and celebrate you for all that you are want you to be on that journey they want that for you and they don't make it about them and I um, just really appreciated that and it helped me come back into my power even more so that's the seventh lesson is personal power we can only call others to rise to the level of power that we hold ourselves in that exact moment. And my friend Virginia said that to me in a DM last week, and I was like, holy fucking shit, that's so amazing. She also said, if we aren't grounded and we waver, we automatically lose that power. I was not in my power. And I felt desperate, like literally the red was just like, Uh, A Hail Mary, (laughs) as my friend and COO, Megan Taylor, calls it. It was a Hail Mary to like reclaiming my power. I had a really tough year in 2021 at the end, and I was just feeling a lot. And then a lot of things were going down in my marriage, and I felt, okay, I need to do something. And I felt like I'm going to go red. When was the time in my life I felt saucy, powerful, embodied? I was redhead. Let's do it. And it was a it was a Hail Mary to reclaim my power and it fucking worked, y'all. And I learned so much. <laughs> and I learned so much. And I'm so grateful that y'all are here with me today to listen and hear the story. And also, I decided to go back blonde because I felt like I didn't need that anymore to feel powerful. I didn't need the red to feel powerful. I needed me, connection to myself, a remembrance of who I really am, and the courage to constantly show up for that. And so I decided very shortly, Like I even think I was red for like four months, Well, I decided after that, that I was ready to go back blonde and like really integrate all of this and be whole. And I feel so fucking amazing. And so let me just be the permission slip to you that, you know, healing self-discovery journeys, like they're going to happen when you least expect it. And it's not always going to make sense. And you're going to be like, what the fuck? Red hair. Okay, let's do it. But also, like, trust the process and know that, like, if your gut is guiding you to do it, you can't go wrong. So thanks for listening. I hope that you took some amazing nuggets away from this. If you're listening and you're on social media, you know, take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and tag me on Instagram and let me know you're listening. I want to see all of my listeners. I want to see how much these episodes affect you. I want to see your takeaways. I want to, I want to build this community. And I'm just so fucking grateful that you're here. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and I will see you in the next episode in one week.